The following article of the entrepreneur's industry is Why Companies Are Becoming Fintechs by Ricardo Godinez, CEO of Enso Fintech. Fintechs are born every day to try to solve different problems. And in Mexico, probably one of the most common problems is the broken banking system. Today in Latin America, the poorer you are, the more difficult it is to gain access to financial services. And if you get access, the more you have to pay. On the other side, people with access to traditional financial services, provided mostly by banks, are usually underserved or not served at all. Mexico has one of the most dynamic fintech ecosystems in the world, and it is thanks to these new technologies that not only are we working toward bridging the gap between the formal and the informal unattended economy, but also innovating and adding value to existing traditional financial services with more agile and digital services and at lower costs. We are one of the most advanced countries in Latin America in terms of regulating new financial technology models, the fintech law established in early 2018. We have created the legal entities that are allowing not only startups with tight budgets to attack financial inclusion, but also any companies such as big tech, super apps, other consolidated global tech companies, etc. For the last five to seven years, tech startups and global companies have been able to digitally onboard more and more of the financially underserved population. Mercado Libre, Rappi, and FEMSA via OXO, just to mention some, are adding users by the thousands every day. Whether it's an e-commerce delivery services app or a network of convenience stores, these companies are strategically using the local regulatory framework to offer financial services to their customers. They are active participants in fighting financial inclusion, all while making significant profits. Increasingly, we are seeing companies becoming or merging with fintechs, not only to contribute to financial inclusion, but also because they are finding great returns in the financial services that they are providing. In Mexico, fintech's companies are called Financial Technology Institutions, or ITF, and they are made up of the following three types. Electronic Payment Fund Institutions, IFPE, e-wallets. Collective Financing Institutions, IFC, crowdfunding. Novelty Model, Sandbox. Here, we will focus on the IFPE license because it is the one type of fintech that we have seen applied the most by companies looking for new ways of providing financial services, all while monetizing their current client database. The average time to obtain an IFPE license is about 650 days. So for the companies looking for a fast time to market, we see them doing mergers and acquisitions with the few, 25 to this day, fintech startups that have received the license or are about to get the definitive authorization for the National Banking and Securities Commission, or CMBV. The average time to obtain an IFP license is about 650 days. So, for the companies looking for a fast time to market, we see them doing mergers and acquisitions with the few, 25 to this day, fintech startups that have received the license or are about to get the definitive authorization from the National Banking and Securities Commission, or CMBV. Before you continue reading, it is important to know that authorized ITFs or fintechs can only do what is expressly indicated in the law that regulates them, law to regulate financial technology institutions or fintech law. In the most basic legal terms, with an IFPE license, a company can collect money from their users to then issue and manage the corresponding electronic funds. 
company can open accounts for their users who can then make transfers or payments, electronic funds, in or out of their wallets. The users can then dispose of their funds in different ways, either in cash, through ATMs, via electronic money transfers, peer-to-peer -peer payments, for two users having Enzo accounts, this can be between individuals or businesses, or by card, in most cases, Visa or MasterCard. Some of the most interesting applications from companies holding an IFPE license are closed-loop payments. Companies can create a closed payment ecosystem where funds flow from user A to user B to user C, etc., all within the same platform. Benefits? The company can control the flow of funds and the transfer fees. The company can decide to offer the fund transfer service for free to its users, but it can also charge commissions for it. Commissions that can be more competitive than today's payment gateways with savings of 1% to 3%. So, if a company has thousands or millions of users, individuals or businesses, that have a frequent need to send funds to each other, they can do it in seconds. Not enough? Imagine the data collected helping the company understand the spending behavior of their users. Lending. We have seen new lending models offered by many companies like those mentioned before, convenience stores, e-commerce, and super apps. This is one of the many applications of a closed loop. It's simple. The funds flow from peer to peer in one controlled payment ecosystem. Say, for example, an authorized financial institution, the lender, user A, gives a loan to a person, the buyer, user B, who then spends that money in a merchant, a store, user C. The money flow happens immediately between peers, all within seconds. Lending is just an example. Picture all the companies looking to disperse any sort of resource to their customers, payroll, sales commissions, cashbacks, social benefits, and so on. The funds float via an e-wallet where transactional costs are saved. Remittances. Intrinsically, IFPEs are allowed to collect funds from users and offer the service of fund transfers between peers or to third-party accounts. Under the correct authorization and supervision from the banking authorities, an IFPE can also perform international transfers. If you are a company dedicated to remittances, the money sent from user A, say in the U.S., to user B in Mexico, can be dispersed to user B in a fintech IFPE account. The funds can flow directly from the U.S. into a Mexican e-wallet. Many people receiving remittances are not in the banking system and usually must go to grocery or department stores to withdraw cash, usually paying extra commissions. Within its own payment ecosystem, the company can control the commissions. Crypto We have seen that some e-wallets have integrated themselves into crypto exchange platforms, for example, Bitso Exchange and Nivio IFPE, two integrated platforms that allow the user to move from fiat to crypto and vice versa. Although digital assets are not yet fully regulated in Mexico, we have been approached by crypto exchange companies with APIs ready to connect to our e-wallet and work as crypto as a service. Open banking. This is probably one of the most exciting spaces currently developing in Mexico, as it unlocks many opportunities for users and financial institutions. Data is the key element, and with so much data come new and better products. E-wallets are integrating themselves into open banking as a service so that the e-wallet users can visualize the balances or products they have in other banks and make multi-bank payments. Payments, returns, refunds. Currently, 72% of the world's population has, or will soon have, access to instant payments, according to the 2022 World Play from Fisk Global Payments Report. 
Many markets are also replacing or updating their established real-time services to cater to instant payments. E-commerce companies are looking for new ways to offer easier, faster, cheaper payment methods. Mercado Libre integrated an e-wallet, IFPE, into its super app, and now it can collect and manage the balance for its millions of users. Imagine the data they can obtain. In the U.S., Amazon just announced that it has integrated Venmo, the largest wallet as a payment method in the U.S. These are just some of the applications an e-wallet can have. Once again, the sky's the limit. It all depends on the company's business model, products, and goals. The more you understand what you can do with an e-wallet, the more you can enhance your product offer and profit. Hence, companies should stop seeing compliance as a cost center and start looking at it as a competitive advantage.